You're listening to episode 109 of the Tennis Files podcast, featuring Donald Young and Marcelo Mello. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. My name is Mehrban Iranshad, and on the show, I interview the top pros, coaches, and tennis experts to help you improve your tennis game. And before I get into today's episode, I just want to make a big announcement. And if you're on my social media accounts or I guess checking them out, then you've probably seen it. But I and the Tennis Files podcast are actually joining the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. And so this network actually launched on Sunday. I believe that was the 25th of August. And I'm really proud to be a part of Tennis Channel's podcast network. I can remember back to when I first got the email from Tennis Channel asking me to be a part of the network, and I definitely had to do a double take because I really uh, was very, you know, pretty surprised, I'd say, but also uh, very proud that Tennis Channel actually recognized the podcast and chose to uh, possibly add it to the network, and so, of course... I thought it over and agreed, and I really couldn't think of a better brand in tennis than the Tennis Channel to partner with and to have my podcast uh, really partner up with the brand. So I'm really happy about that, and uh, it's going to mean a lot of great things for the podcast, but also for you all, because there's a lot of great podcasts on the network that you really should be checking out. And these podcasts include... The Tennis.com podcast with Nina Pantic and Irina Falcone. The U.S. Open preview podcast with Steve Weissman. The Tennis Channel Live podcast. Cracked Interviews, which is a great podcast that I listen to as well. The Tennis Files podcast, of course. <laughs> the Mini Break. The Coffee Cast, which uh, is by Mike Cation. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Noah Rubin, and I've had Noah on the Tennis Files podcast as well. And Great Shot Podcast. So these are some fantastic podcasts that help tennis fans around the globe stay current on the latest news and trends, and also enjoy interviews with the pros, both to just get insights into their careers and also interviews with other coaches and tennis experts to help you improve your game. And so, yeah, I think there's really a podcast for every type of tennis fan, whether you're more news-oriented or more about improving your tennis game. It's all there. So definitely check that out, and I'll have that link on the show notes page, show notes page. And I hope you really enjoy all the podcasts in the network, including mine, of course. So now on to the episode today where I am bringing you some interviews that I conducted a few weeks back. 
and am now including them on the show because I think that they're going to provide a lot of great insight and advice for you to help you level up your game. And it's always particularly fun to chat with professional tennis players on tour to get tips from the greatest players on the planet. I love learning from them. And so the first interview that I'm going to play for you is with Donald Young, who is an ATP pro, and I believe he's reached as high as top 40 in the world. And it was very fun to chat with Donald I remember sitting on the couch at the tournament and was pretty relaxed, and uh, I had a lot of fun speaking with him. So without further ado, here is my interview with Donald Young. What in particular sparked your love for tennis Like as a child? Like, What was it that kept you going back? I just love the game. I love competing. Um, when I first started playing tournaments, I got cheated. I didn't know how to keep score, so the guy kept playing until he won the game, and um it was just that and winning, and I got my first win, and I just love the feeling of winning, and it's like a individual sport, so you get all the accolades, and you take all the pressure on yourself, and I just love competing. I'm competitive in everything. It could be Monopoly. It can be Uno. It could be Ping Pong. Whatever it is, I just want to win, so tennis is, is a good thing for me. Cool, and then so when you were playing as a junior, you obviously quickly rose up to the top, and I was wondering if maybe there's like one or two keys that like really helped you to leap above everybody else. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's weird. Every level that I went to, I would lose pretty bad like early. So it was just about, you know, conquering one level and then moving to the next level, and every time it seemed like it wouldn't happen, and it happened. For, but for me, it just was about keep playing. It was guys that I had thought I could beat, and they were doing well, so I figured I could do it as well. So it was just getting persistent and learning from all those losses. Were there any particular changes you made in your game? Like as a junior, was it like technical or, or strategic? Anything that like also really, really helped you win? Uh, in the juniors, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, I was a lot smaller than most of the guys because I was playing up quite a bit. So it was just figuring out how to get their shots back and do what I wanted to do. So my thing was always moving them around, getting them into uncomfortable positions where they couldn't be aggressive and use their physicalness on me. Awesome. And so I'm sure that, you know, most of us playing the game, like we have certain uh, idols or people that we look up to. So was there anybody like when you were playing, when you were younger, that you looked up to? 100% all the winners. So Pete Sampras, Agassi, John Macro. I loved Reels as well. They were all guys I looked up to and thought were amazing players and wanted to just play like them. What was one thing about like Pete that you like, why did you look up to him? Ah, he was the best. He was winning all the <laughs> tournaments uh, apart yeah. from that. But I loved his serve. Uh, his running forehand was amazing. And yeah, I got a chance to hit with him, which was pretty awesome as well. You did. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, where was that, and like, how did that go for you? Yeah, I was in LA for the off season, and uh, he was he was there. And uh, Grant Chin was like a guy who kind of worked for him and kind of set it up. And uh, we hit together, and it was awesome. It was, uh, it was like a dream come true. And we played some tiebreakers. I think I won one, and it was pretty good. His serve was still the same. It, it was great, and just we talked to him, and it, it, just to be in his presence and speak to him, and you know, just talk about tennis was pretty cool. Was there anything in particular that you can remember? I know it was a while ago, but something that maybe he told you that kind of stuck with you or that was really wise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, he definitely said he wanted to see or was expecting to see big things from me. Still working on that part, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, you know, he said he'd been watching me, so that was pretty cool. Awesome, and I mean, you said you're working on big things. I mean, you, you have done some great things and you've really gotten high in the rankings and of course, you're, you're always grinding, like you're grinding back. So I was wondering how it's been for you, like your, maybe some ups and downs that you've experienced and then how you've been able to come back from that. Yeah, the last 18 months have been tough. I had a racket change uh, and I also had some injuries. So 
this year, my lower back and my neck was bothering me quite a bit. And then last year with some little things, but it's just been little stuff that's kept me out. But this is the longest stretch I've been healthy and I'm feeling great and I'm glad to be back playing well. And, you know, for tennis, you have to play and to get your rhythm and, and just get in the whole rhythm of playing well and competing week to week. And if you can't do that, it's hard to get that consistency. So what things do you tell yourself, like in your mind, you know, it's so tough on the tour traveling every single week and whatnot and like experiencing losses, like only one person wins every week. So like, what, what do you tell yourself to just keep pumped up and keep training hard? Uh, you know, there's goals to, uh, that you want to achieve. There's things to be done uh, is what I want to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, like you're going to lose more than you win in general because only one person, like you said, wins a week. So, you know, every week is going to be one guy that wins and, and other if it's a 32 draw, the other 31 people lose. So it just have to have a different mindset. In juniors, you get you can be better than a lot of people, so you get used to winning a lot. But it's different perspective in the pros. I got you, Donald. And you've of course played at like the world's biggest stages and everything. So when you qualify for a tournament like this, like what is your mindset going into it? Uh, now I'm in the show. It's just like you know, let's let's continue it. It's like uh, keep playing well, and you do all the work to get here, so you can get the points, so you don't have to be in the quality. So you just want to get back to the point where I've been and just being in the main draws and, and competing for the big tournaments. And that, that, that's the goal. That's what you play for. I got you, Donald. And, you know, the tour is tough. What is the toughest thing for you personally? Because I know some people, they don't like to travel around. Others are just the grind. Like, what is the toughest thing for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big homebody. I like being home, actually. I love my bed. I love just my creature comforts, you know, the, the TV, like a, the right size because I got it, the couch I lay on, my bed, my pillow. <laughs> I like those type of things. So the, the travel definitely is tough. You know, I get to embrace it because I've been playing so long that I have a lot of friends in all these places that I live in. So it makes it easier. And it's really the people that are around in the places that make it a lot easier. Like D.C., I know a bunch of people, some family friends are here. You know, it's just cool to get to see them. Awesome. Actually, I got two follow-ups for, for, from that comment. Like, first off, who are some of your closest friends, would you say, on the tour? Like, what things do you do with them to chill out? Yeah, like, so, most of the Americans were pretty cool. Um, yeah, so you got, you got Nick Moreau. It, it used to be he retired. Michael Russell was pretty cool. Played yeah. a lot of doubles. Yeah. All the guys are, are, honestly, you know, Chris Eubanks, I, you know, when he was coming up, was talking to him. So it's just a lot of guys around. Uh, Michael Moe. Uh, for Stevie, Sam, like we were all pretty cool, so um, it's a cool thing. Great stuff. And then you were mentioning how, mentioning how, like when you love your home, being back home because you get to relax and you have things that are normal to you, right? So, what are a couple things, or maybe one thing that you do to help yourself stay relaxed and like almost feel like maybe you're at home in some senses? Like anything you bring with you or anything like that? Uh, you know, like now everything's on the internet, so I got my <laughs> iPad. I can watch all the movies. Yeah, TV is in a little plug into the TV I can watch on a big screen that's in the room. And I usually have a family member with my dad or mom anyway. So it's pretty similar to home. It's just the surroundings are home. Got you, Don. And a couple, like, TV music-related things. What what are you watching these days, first off? And then also, what are you listening to? I love Marvel stuff. So me and my dad just watched this new Batman Hush yesterday, which just came out. Um, But... I'm watching Stranger Things as well. Uh, what else? Am I, there's some anime. I like some anime as well. So I, I, I did a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. Prince of Tennis? Uh, I have not watched <laughs> it. I actually have seen it. I have to watch that. Is it pretty good? Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'll, check it out I'll check it out for sure. Awesome, man. And also, um, like, what's in your, uh, in, on your phone? Like, what do you listen to these days? Rick Ross or what? I love uh, rap, hip-hop, R&B. Uh, Chance, the rapper, just dropped his new album. I've been bumping that. Um, 
obviously Drake, um, Atlanta. You got Two Chains. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there's just a lot of guys on my thing that I like a lot. The, yeah. More than I can name, I like a lot of them. Awesome. And also, like, what, after matches, I'm curious about your routine. Like, do you have a routine like that you go through to recover as best you can after matches? Yeah, I mean, matches like this is heat in the conditions like this is pretty hot, so you might get an ice bath in, contrast shower. Maybe a massage. Uh, definitely get food in your, in in the body and um, stretching and just just rest. To be honest, like rest is the most important. So, getting your eight to ten hours of sleep every night is, is key. I got you. And and actually, like when you don't get your eight to ten, what differences are you feeling on the court? Yeah, you don't feel as good. You don't feel as fresh. You don't feel as springy. Um, yeah, and I like to sleep. I'm this forever has always been eight to ten hours. If I get that, that's my thing. And you know, when you're practicing, you might not need the eight to ten hours because there's no pressure involved. It's pretty chill. It's just for an hour. But when you're playing and competing in a tournament at the highest level with the best players, uh, the sleep is the most important for me. Gotcha. And this might even be a selfish question for me, but I'm sure it helps a lot of people, right? So you, like, you're on your iPad and, and you know, you got the electronics too, right? And it, but you managed to sleep 8 to 10 hours. Yeah. And some people, they're on their phones, they're watching movies till like 2 a.m. But what do you tell yourself or like how are you able to get into bed like when you need to and, you know, ignore like electronics and stuff yeah, too late? It's tough, you know, but most of the people that I contact on a regular know the schedule. So they'll know if it's getting too late. They just they won't hit me up and they're like, oh, you should be going to bed. They're actually kind of helping me out, almost parenting in a way. But, um, yeah, I just know if I don't have it, I'm not going to play well. And if I don't play well, then I'm grogging. I'm not cool for them either. So they, they know that. So they want me to, you know, put my best foot forward. So. The closest people that I have, they, they know when and not to hit me up. Yeah. Your footwork is amazing. Like, you know, I, I think, of course, like you grind a lot of people out on tour, like even like today, you know, you great comeback win. So do you have any tips on how we can achieve better footwork, flexibility, like move around better, be quick like you, like any t- tips for that? It's all practice, to be honest. You know, a lot of footwork drills on the court, um, a lot of cone stuff, uh, just, you know, picking stuff up from other people, stuff from my trainers, um, and just working at it, you want to be good at it, so you just work on it. It's all about consistent, persistent, like doing the same thing over and over. Because if you don't do that and don't get those reps in, you're never going to get good at it. I got you. And, and Donald, a couple more questions for you. I know you want to relax and everything, get ready for the next match. But what is probably the most important thing that you've learned while being on tour? Uh, just take care of the body a little better. When you're younger, you know, at 18, 19, it doesn't matter what you do, man. You, you yeah. do something crazy pop up the next day feel exactly the same yeah, and, yeah. and then you know as you get older you realize you can't do those things over and over and, and, and feel the same so it's just but you have to stretch a little more you might have to warm up a little earlier you might have to you know watch what you eat a little more so it's just little things like that gotcha and, and last question for you i really enjoyed speaking with you man what is one key tip that you can give our audience of like mainly 3-0 to 5-0 players for them to improve their tennis game the mental part, just just keep an open mind. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is how I've been playing for 15 years or 10 years, and they never want to switch or change anything. But, but, but that's why you're still there. Like, you, you, everyone, even at the top, as you see, like, Rafa, they're always improving something in their game. And just keep an open mind and listen and read and do things. But, you know, once you find something that works, keep that as well. But if it's not working, like, don't be so stubborn on it that you never you know, try to fix it or get it better, because that's the only way to improve is to have an open mind and you know, and stay coachable. Awesome. Well, Donna Young, appreciate your time, man, and best of luck, and uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, man. All right, so a really great interview with Donald, and even though it was shorter than most of my interviews, 
I took quite a few notes on this interview uh, because I wanted to recap some of the best points from Donald that will help you improve your tennis game. And so the first thing that Donald said was that he had a love for competing and winning from a very early age. And I think in in general, this is extremely helpful in kind of determining how far a player will go, uh, how far their level will be. And I actually think back to an article that I wrote called, I believe it was something like the 30... No, it was the most important character traits of college tennis players. And I reached out to, it was something like 50 or so college tennis coaches. And the number one most important trait for a successful college tennis players was the trait of competitiveness. So I thought that was interesting that Donald Donald said that, but not surprising. Uh, also, a cool thing that Donald mentioned was that the key for him to do well in, jun- in juniors was to conquer one level and then move to the next. And what I thought when he mentioned this was I knew some players in the juniors where they wouldn't even be able to win a tournament in maybe the, the 12s age division, let's say, but they were already playing 14s. And there's also players who aren't able to win at one level, but then they jump up to another. And it's not like this is a bad thing to occasionally do, but I think that uh, you want to make sure that you're able to actually win and do really well at one level before you jump too far up. You know, otherwise you'll, you know, one, continually lose, which is okay up to a certain point, but two, you won't get into those really tough situations with people at your level and then learn how to mentally come through those matches. So that was a great little uh, mention from Donald about that. And also another key that he mentioned in the juniors and also uh, as a pro is you really have to learn from your losses. So, you know, you win, you win, you win, but then when you lose, you have to figure out uh, after you take a little bit of time if needed to, you know, as to why you lost, what you did well on your side of the court, and then what did your opponent do well, and then what did you not do so well, and then figure out a plan, a structured plan, on how to improve what you need to improve to then win against that type of opponent. Another great piece of advice that Donald mentioned was that he his goal is to move his opponent into uncomfortable positions so that they can't use their strength against him. And when you're planning out your points and your overall strategy, I think this is a fantastic concept to kind of drill in your head, is how can I move the opponent around so that they can't use their strength on you, but also how to conversely really to move them around and and position yourself to use your strength against their weakness. Another interesting thing that Donald mentioned was that he had a lot of struggles with little injuries, and I'm sure a lot of you have probably had the same or similar issue, and it can be very tough mentally, but I mean, the only thing you can do is to take the amount of time that you need to fully recover from these injuries 
and then work your way back into competing and to compete week to week and to get your rhythm back. And with these ups and downs, I mean, like Donald said, you really have to keep sight of your goals. And uh, I mean, that in combination with also remembering why you love the game, I think those two are very, very powerful in allowing you to keep going. Because of course, you've got to think about your goals, but then also you need to have fun while playing. And interestingly enough, too, I mean, I've been, I've asked quite a few players on you know their their key tip to help us improve our games and a, a lot of them have said to have fun and i don't think it's necessarily any sort of cop out or anything i think it's really important to keep sight of that because if you're not having fun anymore with tennis and you're burning out i mean <laughs> there's just no way you're going to accomplish any of your goals in the first place so always remember why you're playing the game and why you love it I also love getting an insight into the recovery and the routines of players. And so what Donald mentioned as to his recovery protocol is that he will sometimes take an ice bath and or a contrast shower. So those are two things that you might want to consider. However painful they may be, they do help if you use them in moderation. And then, of course, eating well. There's a lot of players who will play very tough matches, but they're not refueling themselves adequately, and then the next day they're feeling terrible. Uh, so it's extremely important to intake adequate nutrition, carbohydrates, protein, fats, healthy fats, and eat well. But a huge thing that, I mean, I think this is one of the things I probably struggle with the most, really, is to get enough sleep. And I know a lot of you, myself included, have a lot of things going on. Maybe you have side hustles or something like that in addition to your work. Again, I'm thinking selfishly about myself. But you need to really get an adequate amount of sleep. I mean, actually, I think about this morning where I set the alarm for, I think it was 7 hours and 15 minutes of sleep. But I had played a fairly rigorous practice with my friends, Chris, Bobby, and, and Wally, yesterday. And so when I woke up, I was feeling it. I, <laughs> I, I knew that I needed more sleep. And so I actually did sleep a few more minutes, and it helped me a bit. But uh, it's really crucial to get enough sleep. And I know this varies with everybody, but it really helps your cognitive and physical skills both And there's been studies out there of teams who have increased their sleep by an hour or two. And they've seen, you know, statistically with the stats of like their shooting percentage and uh, free throw percentage, etc. have uh, they went up that year. But also, interestingly, is that and this makes a lot of sense is that Donald mentioned that he especially needs the eight to 10 hours when he's competing, when he's playing tournaments, because definitely when you're playing tournaments, it's way more stressful, uh, a lot more things going on and, you know, everything's on the line pretty much. So that adds to how much more recovery your body needs. So especially when you're competing, you need to go to bed early. Don't stay out extra i mean that temporary fun is going to bite you in the butt and it has actually uh, i've had situations where certain teammates of mine have not slept enough and then 
Uh, we ended up losing, and it had re- repercussions, <laughs> not just on the individual, but on the whole team. So you definitely don't want that to happen. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And really powerful, too, even though it's so simple in terms of the philosophy, is Donald mentioned when I asked him how was he able to get to bed on time with so many distractions. I mean, you've got social media, your, your computer, your, uh, your your phone, all these things that you kind of are almost automatically programmed, especially with your phone, to just turn on like every 10 minutes and check what's going on, your email, etc. So the philosophy that Donald has is that he knows that if he does not sleep on time and get enough sleep, then he won't be able to play well. And I remember, especially in college, having this same philosophy and it allowed me to get to bed on time consistently. And I think this is something that you should repeat to yourself for example, let's take what I just mentioned with during a tournament. You you tell yourself at night, hey, I really need to go to sleep on time because if I don't go to sleep, then I'm not going to perform at my best and then I'm going to have a lot of regrets about what could have been if I had simply gone to bed on time rather than checking Facebook for an hour or watching an extra couple of YouTube videos. Worthless stuff, really. Um, so... Yep, I mean, that's just fantastic advice from Donald. A couple more notes that I took as I'm flipping my beautiful notebook. I'm being a little sarcastic here. Awful coloring. But anyways, um, is when I asked him about the key to having great footwork, I mean, really practical. He said, you really got to go out there and practice your footwork drills and cones. And what comes to mind with me here is that a lot of times people are doing a ton of research about like the best footwork drills and you're spending like hours reading about it and and everything but I mean you really have to take that step of taking action to actually create a structured workout program footwork program and then go out there and do it and practice it as Donald said consistently and persistently persistently is that a word hopefully but you get the idea And yeah, and you really need to get the reps in and repeat these drills so that they're programmed in your mind, you know, as second nature. Because if it doesn't get to that point, then, you know, maybe if you've you've only practiced it a couple times, when it gets to actual matches, then you're just going to go back to what your body is programmed itself to do. I guess the mind is programmed the body to do. So really need to get those reps in, consistent, persistent practice. Let's go. All right, love that. 
And so the number one lesson we're getting to uh, the last couple tips here that I gleaned from Donald's interview is number one lesson that he's learned throughout being on tour is to take care of the body. And as you get older, definitely true. I mean, as as far as what I've been having to do, mandatorily have to do, uh, you've got to do little things more like you got to stretch more, eat better, sleep more. Um, these things, as you get older, take care of the body. And that's why, you know, you've got Federer at 38 wrecking people still. It's insane. And finally, the key tip that I want to recap for you all that I enjoyed Donald saying is to keep an open mind. And I see a lot of players, you know, they're just playing the same way. And I mean, if the, if you just want to play the same way and have fun, no problem at all. But there's people who are doing the same old things and just wondering, like, why are they not getting better? And you really, as Donald said, you've got to keep an open mind Listen to your coaches when they tell you different things and, you know, don't just seek out like an immediate fix. You know, if you try something and it doesn't work immediately, you stop doing it. You know, you've got to trust in the coaches that, you know, if you found good coaches, like what they're telling you and also for the coaching industry as well, uh, the simple excuse of it's it's always worked isn't necessarily the best philosophy, you know, the game is evolving and changing. And I think keeping that open mind and and learning from the best experts in the game, like those that I interview on the podcast and on, on the other podcasts and on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I mean, just learning, constantly learning and improving uh, is the way to do it. All right. Well, fantastic stuff from Donald Young. And I hope that that recap was useful to you all. So the next interview that I want to play for you is from Marcelo Mello. When I interviewed him, he had just notched his 500th victory on tour, which is pretty incredible, and kudos to you, Marcelo. And I want to play that interview for you, and then we'll recap a few lessons like we did with Donald's episode. So without further ado, here is my interview with Marcelo Mello. As far as playing doubles, I mean, you again, you, you you're such a great player, and you won Grand Slams. Like, what's maybe one or two pieces of advice that you can give to amateur tennis players to help them play better doubles? Thanks a lot for that. Uh, I think uh, choose the right partner. This is very <laughs> important. Uh, you have to find one partner. Which one you have the balance? Uh, all my partners uh, was looking for. They complete my game. So uh, very nice guys. So. And you gotta trust uh, you and your partner as well. That's why I call doubles. And the the most important thing is to have fun. Uh, doubles is such a fun. You enjoy. You have reflex volleys. You have different uh, points all the time. So you gotta enjoy it. Find a good partner and go for it. Awesome, Marcel. Appreciate that. And then, of course, today you know you were down a set. And so once you lost that set, what was your mindset? And like, what were you thinking you had to do in order to to win? Yes, we are playing actually good. We had a very good opportunity to break to serve for the set, uh, but they are a very good team. They are very playing very good. We lost to them once this year already, but uh, we knew it. If we could grab another chance, like we did in the second set, we go to the match tiebreak. Uh, we have a very good uh, record in the match tiebreaks towards us. So, uh, was the most important thing was to keep uh, playing, focus, uh, waiting for the chance which one it came. Awesome, Marcelo. And what is maybe one piece of advice that? Maybe a coach has given you as far as like dealing with the ups and downs of playing tennis. 
Yeah, the most important is to keep going, to keep practicing, uh, believing in ourselves and the team. Uh, tennis, it's ups and downs. It doesn't matter who you are. So you got to be humble. You got to be practicing. Even if you're winning, you got to continue practicing. Uh, you got to wait for the time to to play good in big tournaments. That's uh, what we're always looking for. And can you tell us maybe about a particular time in your career where you experienced, you know, a low point and then what you did in order to succeed and come back up to the top? Yeah, and uh, I have been very lucky in, in doubles. Uh, I switch like three or four times partners only. I have uh, all these years. I have five years with Dodik. I had two and a half with Bruno and Sa as well. Now three years with Kubot. So I have long-term partners. Normally, it's tough to change. You know, you never know how it's going to work. And uh, like I said, you need to believe in yourself. You need to know what you're doing. If you're doing right, you practice right, you have more confidence to play better. For sure. And Marcelo, I'm curious, you mentioned earlier that it's really important to get a partner who completes your game. Maybe, what are maybe a couple of things that your partner does to help complete your game? Uh, like in this case, Lucas, uh, he returns very well. Uh, he's strong, one of the best uh, returners. Uh, I can help him on the net a lot. Uh, I mean, serve, we serve pretty much the same, but this is important. He returns well, I can cover a lot the net. When he serves, I can help him a lot on the net as well. Uh, this is that's important. Dodik was pretty much the same way. Bruno Andre is pretty much the same way. I think it's, it's the key to uh, to find the, the partners to do that, complete your game. And uh, another important thing is to believe in the partner. It doesn't matter if he completes your game, but you don't believe in him or, and that, or you don't think you can go forward. It's, it's not going to work. Thanks, Marcelo. And a lot of people at net, they're very uncomfortable hitting volleys. I was wondering if maybe you have like one or one piece of advice as far as the, the volley technique that maybe you think could really help us volley better. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have strong volleys, which one I can help uh, my partners on doubles. Uh, it helps a lot. I think the most important in volleys is for you to do short swings. Uh, I think long swings uh, is not easy uh, to have control. So it's better... As short as you have the swing, better going to be your volley. Awesome. And if you don't mind, a couple of quick questions too. As far as your recovery, um, what, what do you usually do to recover after matches? Uh, normally I do physio. Uh, I go gym a little bit to cool down, do physio, sometimes ice bath. Uh, food is very important as well. And then, uh, of course, night, long sleep to be ready for the next day. And then after the sleep, you know, a great sleep. What, 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 uh, do you have a morning routine that you follow, like the same type of patterns every single day or morning? Uh, actually, not. I'm a pretty relaxed guy. Uh, yeah. I always try to not uh, put too many things on track. Okay. I think this put a little bit more pressure. I'll try to relax and yeah. enjoy uh, the match day as not match day as well. Because, uh, I mean, I'm like that. Okay, I have a lot of Brazilian friends that are pretty chill too, so I, I can see that. And uh, one last question, Marcelo, appreciate your time. What is one key tip that you can give our amateur uh, player audience, like 3-0 to 5-0 players, to help them improve their game? I mean, in singles and doubles, you got to be ready to practice uh, the things you don't do well. Uh, keep going the things you do well. In doubles, like I said, find a good partner. But uh, since this day I had six years old, uh, it's to enjoy on court and you need to enjoy you need to practice because if you have fun if you like what you do for sure you're gonna do better and uh, this is gonna make you uh, a great champion or a very successful uh, tennis player wonderful Marcelo Melo thanks so much congrats and thank you for speaking with us appreciate it thank you. thanks man alright a fun interview with Marcelo 
It was a little bit short, but it's often hard to get a ton of time with players at professional events. So I took some notes on this particular interview. And the first big tip that Marcelo mentioned is to choose a partner that complements your game. For doubles, obviously. Marcelo is a doubles specialist. And I know a lot of times this may not be possible in certain USCA League matches, but I highly do encourage you to kind of take note of the different players on your USDA teams if you're playing on those to see which ones could potentially complement your game rather than, than just accepting any, you know, playing with anybody. And I mean, this is just uh, common sense. It kind of, it maximizes your ability to be successful on those teams. And then of course, if you're playing tournaments, you have discretion to choose whoever you'd like to play with. So in that case, again, follow Marcelo's advice. And for example, I actually play quite a bit of doubles with my best friend, Victor, who I mentioned on the show before. He's a very humble young man. (laughs) But what we bring to the table for each other is that I have, I would say, uh, a strong return game and strong, uh, just in general, ground strokes. And so this is fantastic because a lot of times this will set up Victor, who has very good volleys, very good reflexes, to help finish off the point. So we we bring different skills that complement each other very well, which is the exact uh, complement that Marcelo has. Well, where uh, Lucas Kubat, who is Marcelo's partner, has a very good return, as he mentioned, and then... Marcelo has very good volley, so it's kind of kind of the same there. Now, once again, Marcelo said that another key to success is having fun and really enjoying the game. So, again, a common theme there. Another tip that Marcelo mentioned is that it's really important to stay focused and take advantage of your opportunities. I know, uh, you know, it's 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 not easy. It's easier said than done. But the more you can stay focused, and especially the more you can take advantage of your opportunities when presented with them, then the more you're going to be successful. And you see this in the statistics. You know, maybe one player had ten break chances, but they only took advantage of two, while the other player had four break chances and they took advantage of three. And that player who took advantage of his opportunities at a higher rate is the winner. So very important there. Great advice. And as Donald also mentioned, Marcelo said that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs during your career of playing tournaments and other competitive matches. And you really just have to be humble and work hard because you definitely sometimes may have encountered a patch where you won a few matches and you feel like you're on top of the world and then maybe you kind of let your foot off the gas and you think you're so good and then you practice less and then boom, all of a sudden the players who you beat before are now beating you. And instead, if you have the philosophy of always staying humble, you know that you're not the greatest, that there's always somebody out there better than you and that you have to keep working hard. And that's the type of mindset that you need to have to be successful and as well when you're playing with a partner you really have to believe in them you have to trust in them 
that they're going to play well. And again, I know that sometimes it's really hard when you've just met the person, but you know, you really can just only do what you can control on your side. And I think the best outlook is having confidence in your partner that they're going to play well, because otherwise it's not going to be a fun time on the court. (laughs) If you just think that your partner is going to screw up everything, which usually is not the case. Fantastic tip on the volley. I see this a ton on the court at pretty much all levels. Not every single level, but a lot, like most levels for sure, 2.5 to 4.5. Is Marcelo said that you should have short swings on your volley rather than long swings. And of course, there's a time and a place for longer swings. If you have more time and whatnot, the ball's floating. Of course, you can you know, have a bit more of a longer backswing. But in general, what I see is a lot of players having way longer swings than needed, especially given how much time they have, and that's why they're hitting the ball late. That's why they don't really have reflex volleys. It's because they just simply have too long of a swing. And instead, you should just really be thinking on these reflex volleys, you know, I need to just, like either that, I need to just block this back or I need to catch the ball. I mean, I think that these sorts of like concepts in your mind will help you to shorten your swing, really. Like if you're thinking of catching the ball, like you're not going to be having a huge backswing, right? So again, every volley requires a different type of technique, uh, you know, whether it's coming fast or slow, high or low, etc., But in general, I do think that this is a great tip from Marcelo to think about short swings rather than long swings. Another nice insight into the recovery steps of the players uh, that I once again ask because I like to compare these types of things. And Marcelo mentioned that he sees a physio, which, you know, we can't you know, do too much as (laughs) amateur players. I mean, sometimes we can, but we don't usually have access uh, cooling down is great too. You see a lot of players like w- when I was at the city open, I would see a lot of players. They would go straight from the court to the exercise bike to cool down, slow the heart rate and flush out the lactic acid. Also ice bath once again mentioned by Marcelo and then eating some great food and sleeping well. And finally, the number one tip Pretty solid from Marcelo. It's a combination of practicing what you don't do well, so improving your weaknesses, but at the same time, keep doing what you do well and don't forget about that. And then just having fun. So uh, some great tips, even from a short interview, which actually I did cut the interview down a bit more than it, it was, uh, than, than what you heard. Uh, just to kind of narrow it down to the most important things that I think could either help you or that are interesting to you. I mean, the whole the whole interview was great, but again, it's try to be selective uh, for the podcast here. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Marcelo and the tips that came with it. And so that's it for the interviews for today's episode. I mean, like I mentioned, I normally don't combine interviews together because usually my interviews are at least 30 minutes or so, but seeing that Donald's and Marcelo's interviews were a bit shorter, I decided to combine them. And so I hope that you enjoyed 
this episode and also in addition to the interviews the analysis and kind of just really a recap of of their points so i just wanted to rehammer those down because sometimes of course when we're listening to podcasts maybe we're doing something else or we get caught up in other details so i i hope that the recap was helpful for you and i really would appreciate it when you have some time if you could subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. And I think you probably will have time because really all it takes is clicking the subscribe button. And that way you will automatically get every single episode downloaded to your smartphone or computer or tablet or whatever device that you're using to listen to the show. And that would be great. And I also want to leave a quote with you as I pretty much do at the end of every single show to hopefully help motivate, inspire, and or educate you. And this is a fantastic quote by J.K. Rowling. Whenever I hear her name, I think of just kidding. I I just, you know, J.K. J.K. But anyways, uh, J.K. Rowling said, We do not need magic to transform our world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. Really great quote here. And I think that's very instructive because sometimes we're scrambling around to try to figure out where we can get certain skills or how can we motivate ourselves or how, you know, how can we plan for success. And really, a lot of times we already have what we need inside of us. We just have to realize that and then take some action. So great quote there by just kidding, Rowling. I mean, just kidding, uh, JK Rowling. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, again, I'm really excited to be a part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. It's really a great network with a, a fantastic lineup of podcasts. So if you go to the show notes page at tennisfiles.com slash 109, or if you look in the description of this podcast, then you will see a link to check out all the other podcasts too. All right. Well, once again, I really, really appreciate all of your support and helpful messages and posts, etc. And as I mentioned too in uh, one of my posts on social, I think it might have been on Facebook and Instagram, uh, which, you know, you can search me, uh, you can search Tennis Files and you'll find me on there, on those platforms. But, you know, there were a couple of times, you know, several times actually where I kind of questioned, why am I doing this podcast? Uh, maybe I should stop. It's a lot of work, etc. But thanks to all of your support and and it was just really uncanny a lot of times you know I'd be thinking these things and I'd just all of a sudden an email would pop up by, from somebody saying hey I love this episode I really love what you're doing thanks for everything you're doing and these things just really energize me so I encourage you to keep doing that if not for my ego <laughs> through uh to just uh inspire me as I hope to do the same for you and really appreciate it. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the show, and I will see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files Podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.